another episode of Elephant Out of the Room, featuring a long-awaited guest. It's Mr. Callum. I expect you to say your own name, but <laughs> it's, Mr. Is this? it's Mr. Callum Rye. How are you doing? Hello again. Very good. Thank you. It's great to have you back. And the reason I say that is you've been on a few episodes, but they've been very uh, in and out for use of a, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I think was the your second second ever, ever episode views on social media which was done in your front room number of years end of 2019 would you believe for covid <laughs> yeah oh. but what, what is covid and then we <laughs> we did a we've done a few episodes since one being a couple of top of boxes and also a little pilot talk as well where we looked into your life as a pilot um, particularly in the Maldives yeah and you've just come back from there for only a couple of weeks unfortunately christmas break How's it been back? It's lovely. Lovely being in the cold. <laughs> I know that's not a lot of people would believe when I say that, but yeah, it is a nice break. Because I think the, the standard is to say, oh, the Maldives must be amazing, just constant heat, but it can get a bit overwhelming. It's nice to come back to English temperatures. You're right. But say, I'll be back out telling soon. <laughs> <laughs> but while we've got you here, we thought we'd dive back into a topic box. Perfect. I think rather than talking about the uh, the Maldives for now, we can revisit that. A yeah. later stage but we enjoy topic box and it seems to be an episode or a kind of feature that people do want to speak about and do want to get on so that's what we'll be doing cool what was the last video sorry what was the last funny video you saw <laughs> the last funny video i saw i, I honest honestly the, the last funny video i can remember seeing a video that you showed me okay <laughs> a video called it's something, something like Cat Remembers Vietnam. Yes, or... perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Now, I think because I think we've got the same answer, so yeah. I, I can set it up a bit. I, I don't know how I came across this video. Um, it's one that I've shown to most people I've come into close contact with yeah. over the, over the <laughs> last number of weeks. <laughs> I think it shows more about us than other people, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, it's a, that's, I think it's a, it's a universal video. I'd be very surprised if you didn't like it. So it's... yeah. It just focuses on a cat, right? Yeah. Um, to begin with. And then they're playing with a cat and then the cat gets quite confused and gives you a weird kind of eye contact. Yeah. And stares at the camera in a weird way. Yeah. But it's the way it's edited from that point onwards. That's in, genius. In that the music, some classical, really sad music comes in. And then you've got the backdrop and the images of Vietnam. Yeah. And this particular video is so funny because the cat's moaning, isn't it? Yeah, the cat is moaning. is. I know it doesn't sound funny, but yeah, you got to watch it. I think to to find it funny. Okay. Um, but then if you remember, there's also the there's another one, also called something like Cat Remembers Vietnam, but it's really sad. Yeah. It's not as funny. Yeah. So just make sure you get the funny one. Yeah, yeah. There's a few out there. I yeah. think people have tried to replicate like animals remember Vietnam and and things like a lamb, uh, but cat, cats are <laughs> particularly yeah. funny. And that one is, yeah, that one is really good. But while we're on this subject, actually, to expand the question a little bit, I wanted to ask you what videos you tend to find funny because obviously we've grown up with, we particularly find vines mm-hmm. funny or particularly memes. memes. What, what, why? Yeah. Firstly, what kind of videos do you really just spring to mind and, and why do you think? Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, memes, it has to be memes. I think it's just pure stupidness and i am fully aware of my lack of taste when it comes to um comedy and i think memes just sum up 
how a lot of people feel. Okay. And when people put that in video form, I just think it's hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, so some really funny people. I guess that's 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 the beauty of like if anyone has a camera, they could make something funny like that. Definitely. I think particularly um, while we're on it as well, vines. Obviously, the reason why they're so good, I think, is because we grew up with them. Yeah. So they're very quotable. Like I could have dropped my croissant, or <laughs> I should have said that in the accent rather than just saying that. Or things like Adam, and all these different <laughs> vines that are funny now. Yeah. But. As a video, if I came across them mm-hmm. now, it wouldn't be the same. No. So it's it, the the reason they're so funny is the context and the ex- probably experiences you've had watching them. Yeah. There's a few that are an exception. The when there's a a, a, a girl on a swing <laughs> and she turns into a bowling ball <laughs> on the Wii. The Wii sport. But that that it, the, the the funny thing with the meme is I don't think it would be f- as funny if that animation wasn't the Wii bowling yeah, like, yeah i don't know why that is so relatable or that is so funny this it's just genius i don't know it resonates i think with so many p- different people <laughs> it's universal it's, yeah it's it's really good it is really funny memes and and v- those videos can be very universal is there anything else that uh, springs to mind that you particularly find funny video wise i know personally for me i always used to watch news bloopers uh, yeah so for example there was a, a woman who was talking to a lat like a sheep and can you not can you not eat my dress and then the sheep just attacks her um which is extremely funny and i like turtles I turtles, yeah um i so pale this woman that says i so pale and then her friend goes you're on air so um yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I think there was a, a news presenter that said, and he was gay. And, I mean, and he was, <laughs> you know, something like that. Uh, so there's fantastic news bloopers out there, which I particularly yeah. have a soft spot for. Is there anything else that you particularly enjoy? Not really. <laughs> Short answer. Yeah not, yeah, not really. I mean, there's there's a couple of, um, I don't really know what they're called, but if you sometimes you go on YouTube and on your homepage, there is like those 20 second clips of just random things. Mm. Like it could be, I don't know, someone has dubbed over a, a movie scene or something stupid's happened in a game where it's glitched out and it's like a 20 second clip. I find them hilarious. They're, yeah. they're the short but sweet sort of videos that I like. Comedy has been very successful in recent years being short and sweet. Yeah. Um, I don't really set aside much time to watch comedy films because the quality of short videos that are very funny is is high up there yeah. the way particularly the way it's edited together oh 100 phenomenal yeah, stuff yeah. so great first topic what bringing was... back some uh, comedy memories yeah there. what did you want to grow up to be when you were younger Damn. well nice. we touched on this at the start of the podcast but yeah and in a previous one but what did you want to be when you grew up um honestly I know, I know I'm a pilot now, but it wasn't originally a pilot that I wanted to be when I was younger. It was first an actor, and then it was a paramedic. I went through a stage of wanting to be a paramedic for a couple of years, and then and then it was being a pilot. So it changed, but luckily I found my passion, my true passion. Do you think you're, how how different do you think your life would be if you tried to pursue one of the other two goals? A lot, a lot less stressful, being a lot less debt. <laughs> But there's there's certain perks to my job at the moment. So, and how close were you? Do you think to going on to a different path, or do you think a pilot is you would always found this pilot avenue? 
Yeah, eventually. Yeah, I think when when say I got that taste for flying, that 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 like want to do that later in life, I'd never had a stronger feeling for than the others. So I I was pretty set that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I don't have a as interesting answer as that. Really, I can't remember too much growing up. I probably wanted to get involved as most children do with animals. So. I think probably a zookeeper or some sort of mm. veterinarian crossed my mind. Um, but I, obviously, as you know, I was very involved in amateur dramatics when I was growing up. Very yeah. involved in drama and singing. So we were going to play, didn't we? Mm. So, and I was 16 then. Oh, yeah. And I was performing in a play. So I, I, I was extremely involved up to around the age of 16. So I think, and at the age of 11, I was on stages, part of the chorus, but on massive stages. Yeah. So... I really, and I had piano lessons, I've had clarinet, very musical. I mean, I'm studying music, but it was more the kind of performing art side. So I'd say that that was probably what I wanted to focus on. But based on my work ethic and the, I never kind of latched on to that around the age that you need to do that really in order to yeah. be, to go to a drama school to become quite successful at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, growing up, you could probably, if you compare me and my friend Joe, our, our best friends, Debatably, I was more into acting growing up than he was. But then, when the crunch time, he really he he chose it as his goal, didn't he? And then he yeah. just focused on that. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I think a lot of people that aren't as um, as lucky, I'd say, in in finding what they want to do. But that can easily change. You just you find a passion for something. You find something that you know. You find that spark, and then all of a sudden, you you're off. Could you imagine at, at any point in your career doing something different? I don't. I don't think so. Uh, maybe the problem with me is that I, I'd, I'd love to try so many different jobs. I really would. Like same as you, I'd love to work with animals, particularly dogs. I'd love to, love to work with dogs. The, the behavioural aspects and stuff like that um, of, of animals is a fine interest of mine. Now I've committed to my current career. Uh, I, I don't think I could, I could change. And it's always something that you could revisit. Later, yeah. like early early retirement, for example, if you yeah. do have quite a, or exactly. even a career break, yeah, yeah. definitely work with those. Hundred percent, try the jobs. Mm-hmm. But no, it's an interesting one. Um, just to see that it's not always. I mean, I'm a slight example, but there's tons of other examples of people who found what they wanted to do quite late on in life and still be yeah. extremely successful. So it's nice. It's really nice to know when you're younger. Yeah. Um, but it's also good to find that out as as the years go by. It's you can see positives to both, can't you? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. What do app makers do that really annoys you? Uh, if we focus particularly on, because I know we spoke, we actually did an episode on social media. So if we focus on maybe people, app makers who make social media apps, that might be mm-hmm. a better place to focus on. So just so- social media apps. Yeah. I mean, the one the one app that comes to mind, which I think will will be the same for a lot of people, is ads during particularly YouTube. And I know now Facebook does it as well, I believe, with videos. They're, yeah, I'd say they're the most annoying. And I don't know, like, just how addictive they make it. Like, it's just so easy to scroll and scroll and not stop. And I think that's down to them making it so addictive. So I'd, I'd say those are, the, those are the two main ones for me. I'd agree. The Social Dilemma, which is a documentary on Netflix, spoke about that in a lot of detail to say about what Facebook and even other, yeah, most other social media apps, what they do to 
what the makers do to literally try and um, because obviously they're selling a product so they want to make it so yeah. that people are buying into it and using it as much as possible to the point where even the people who design the product don't let their kids use it because they know how yeah. addictive and dangerous it could be uh, particularly because they try and make the algorithms or try and make the app as as you said as addictive as possible so that's probably quite a an annoying thing yeah. because you want to use the app and to be honest I do always slate on on the social media apps but they have have introduced so many positives into my life and everyone else's life mm-hmm. but I think because we've grown up with it we're now becoming a bit more critical of it definitely and can we can see the the negatives and the the, the holes and the things wrong with it yeah as well so I think the the whole addictive side and mm-hmm. what do you make of gaming apps is there anything like if you think outside of that and you think out and you think more about Candy Crush or Angry Birds or anything like that. Do you think there's anything that particularly annoys you with that? No, uh, I, I would say the most the most annoying would would be the ads again. <laughs> Got really really big hate for ads. I think they just make it. You you download it because you want to play it, and then there's just these ads popping up. So they put advertisements in, I'm guessing, because it's a free product and they obviously need to make some income. Mm-hmm. How much or would you? Firstly, would you? be prepared to pay anything for the social media content you use? And, and secondly, how much, if it were to re- remove all ads going forward? I don't think it justifies enough paying for it. I'll, I'll be more critical on the game if I'm being telling so just I'll just stop playing the game, which is annoying because if you did that for, I've got, I don't know, five, six games I really enjoy playing on my phone, you remove the, the ads for three, four, that's like 15 quid, just gone already. No, I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't pay and I just wouldn't play the games. Yeah. So it'd be more more impactful on on the apps themselves, because their consumers wouldn't yeah. pay for it. I'm in the I'm in a bit of a tricky situation with YouTube because I've still got a free trial that I can use. Oh which yeah. Removes Everyone, ads. I think everyone's got that that same free trial that to save up. up. Yeah. Because the thing is, I don't want to use it now because it's going to be so useful. Yeah. And. It's going to be amazing to not have a month to have a month without YouTube ads, but at the same time, if I ever use it, then I'll be realize how good life how is good on the other is. side. Yeah, hundred percent. And YouTube is is incredible. It's it's free and it's unbelievable. The content, you, the the free content you can access. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? So I, d- I don't think I'd ever be willing to pay just to remove the ads. No, they're annoying, that. aren't they? But yeah, you know, you just you just want to go and watch your cat remembers Vietnam, but then you got this massive. 30 second sometimes clip. the ads are longer than the, the videos <laughs> yeah themselves. yeah what do you make of uh, uh, video sorry advertisements coming up in the middle of a video so five minutes in I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that the content creator can control depending on how much they pay I think that they can control where to put ads so that then I think will reflect badly on them that's what I think anyway so, for example, you've got people like that I follow that I can think that do this. Mm. Someone like Mark Goldbridge, who does United Stand. And I'm not sure, for example, about KSI, but I'm thinking those kind of content creators. Mark Goldbridge, in the first minute of some of his videos, um, promotes the hair washing brand, Wash and Go. Okay. Or some other brands as well. Boohoo Man's another example. What, what's, your, what's your take on that with content creators getting that big that they then get approached obviously and then they choose to market their products at the start middle of the video do you do you think that's quite a, a good and useful thing for a content creator to do absolutely fair fair play to them you know they've built their their own brand and you could call their channel a brand i guess because now they're selling their time on it yeah so they can do what they want with it if if they've made it that big that 
they want sponsorship, uh, are having products being advertised on there to make a bit more income for what they want to do and what they've created, then yeah, fair play. I agree. It's not particularly annoying and you can understand it and it's nice. I remember something that resonates with me that Joe Rogan said is he only he gets obviously approached by thousands, I guess, of companies, but mm-hmm. he only uses the ones where he maybe try their products first or actually use use them before yeah. he promotes them, which is a good idea because oh, yeah. if, if I ever came to a situation like that for anything, really, I'd probably want to understand the product or even charity or whoever I was working yeah. with before oh, yeah, 100%. promoting it. On to our next topic. What kind of case do you have for your phone and why did you choose it? Oh, they like all the 21st century questions, don't they? <laughs> uh, what kind of case do I have? Uh, mine's an easy one. My one came with the phone. So okay. I still have it. See-through, plastic, simple, sturdy. That's that's me in a nutshell. So <laughs> <laughs> you want. You don't need anything too bougie. No. Have you always had a case for your phones? Yeah. Safety first. Always, always, always had a case. And yet again, always been pretty basic. Say like a, a plastic see-through nothing too fancy but if you drop your phone it will hopefully most of the time protect it so have you had examples of where the case has saved your phone from serious damage oh i do it all the time i drop my phone all the time and it and touch wood it is yet to break so it's doing its job it's doing its job yeah okay. don't don't need an expensive case to save your phone <laughs> So I've all, I've been in the middle. I don't know if you can remember growing up, I there was quite a lot of occasions where I didn't necessarily have a case. Yeah. And I've had it a few times. I've had people give me. It's kind of like when I say to people, I used I used to use Apple Music. Yeah. Get kind of weird looks. So then eventually, usually I have a case on now, mm. but in the past I have I've gone I've ridden solo. Yeah. And I think part of the reason was I'm not too clumsy, so I never dropped it often. <laughs> but famous last words that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that having a case is is important now, and uh, I've got the, I've got this black case. I'm just showing it. Unfortunately, there's no camera, but I've got a nice black case, mm-hmm. less than a tenner, but quite sturdy. Nice, yeah. Does the job. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need. You don't want something too heavy mm-hmm. for for your to, to to weigh it. You know, phones are heavy nowadays and, and enough, so you don't want anything too heavy. What do you make of all the accessories you can get? For example, you can get like a card holder, and you can even get one where you can. Plop it down and, and put it at an yeah. angle. They're cool. Yeah, yeah, they are cool. There's that classic, like, if you see someone's phone, it's got one of those things that you open up, like a book, Ooh. and on one side it's got all the card holders, as you Ooh. said. You know that it's like a 40-year-old man or woman who've just seen a lot of mums with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know it is. They're a bit tragic, aren't they? Yeah, I, I don't know. I sort of like them, but, yeah, I don't know. I just get yourself a wallet. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I had a terrible memory. This is years ago, but my mum uh, borrowed my iPod. Oh, yeah. And she, she went to the toilet and I, back pocket as she sat down, Ooh. iPod slid out into the into the, into the water. Oh, that's not ideal. She got me a new one. That's but good. that was a painful experience. I mean, I'm not saying a case, would have stu- a case wouldn't have bounced off the water or anything. I'm not <laughs> saying. But just a memory. And I've actually had, while we're on this topic, we can go into personal experiences we've had with our phone. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the one time when me, you and Joe were out Oh and we're on a, it was about 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> we were on a night tube, uh, get, approaching North Greenwich, and we all stood up. I, t- I actually took a photo of you mm. on the tube, and we yeah. stood up, got off the tube, walked up, went to tap the oyster, and I went, I'm so good with my phone usually, I'm, and my keys and my wallet, 
And I went to, oh, I haven't got my phone. Searched everywhere and we've looked at each other and it's on the tube. So we've run back down. We asked the tube instructor. Uh, we then we then get to the station. There's another tube there. So we all jump on just thinking, oh, it could be the same one. You never know. Looking around <laughs> the seats, asking people. And then the doors are going to close soon. Yeah. So I think it's... It's, you, you might not be there but I jump out and then the doors close and it leaves Joe on the tube on his own so then he has to ride the tube to the next stop four in the morning it's not the uh, it's not ideal it's not what you need no it's not not what we need at four o'clock in the morning I don't know what's the phone you know because you lost it and then what you're in like mourning for a day after but yep. then you know get another one if you do have iCloud I think what do you think the most important things are, or the things that think about people think about when they lose their phone? Uh, photos is definitely up there, isn't it? Photos yep. and and videos. Um, we were actually just watching some family videos uh, that were put onto DVDs yesterday. Lovely. Um, at, at my home, and uh, we were saying like, do you think now that you can just record things on your phone that takes away that this the speciality? of filming occasions and put them in put putting them on something that you can look back over because on, on your phone now you could you could you can just christmas morning birthdays you know 10 years ago 15 years ago it would be like on a camcorder you'd get a specific a specific tape for that occasion which you could then keep but now you do it all on one device it all gets lost in your everyday photos which is in some ways perfect to to be able to capture it like that. But as I say, I I feel like it's less special now. Like we made an afternoon of watching family videos on DVDs yesterday. And I just I couldn't imagine doing that in twenty years time with videos on our phones. You know what I mean? Yeah, there are negatives. I think that one of the ways obviously you mentioned the whole camcorder aspect with a camcorder, especially when you're a young child, you're following the child or you're recording for a long period of time, so maybe 10, 15 minutes. But I don't think you ever record a video on your phone for that long. No. And, I mean, I might be completely wrong, but I imagine a lot of parents taking the v- videos that would have been taken 20 years ago, it's shorter, it's a, maybe a particular funny moment, but it's not general life. Yeah. Camcorders seem to cover general life. So I think you might see, you're right, we might see a slight change in how we view our childhood or family stuff. Yeah, we're growing up, which is a shame. But obviously, at the same token, you've got more accessibility, so you might be able to see less of yourself, but over a longer period of time. Like Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I mean, ultimately, I think having having your your phone to record something is it. It just makes it so much easier now. It's it's great just for capturing that really quickly. But so I I, I wonder if it just loses that speciality. Yeah, that special feeling. You could definitely be right, and you see it when. There's a lot of videos that one records nowadays that I've deleted a lot. And I mean those particularly at festivals, because when you record at a festival, you just have a lot of people in front of you and then the artist. And it's not a very interesting video to ever go back to and rewatch, in my opinion. Do you, because, yeah. Sorry to bite in, mate. Do, do you find... Why, why did you record it? Why didn't you just watch it? I mean, usually I try and be... Fair to myself, I, I'd only it'd only be for a short period of time. So I'd be at the festival or a, an event, concert, whatever, for an hour and a half, and I'd record for about a minute because I'm conscious. I don't want to spend too much time, mm. um, and I, I kind of 
maybe thought to myself, oh, I do want a bit of a memory. But even rewatching that like minute back that I have, it's not even that important. Which are then deleted. Which are then deleted. But you imagine there's people that record for about you know, 10, oh, 15 whole, minutes the or the whole thing. Set, I'd imagine, yeah. So I think that when, because we've got such a accessibility record, we actually probably record things that aren't that necessary yeah. some of the time. Yeah, definitely. Interesting topic. Crazy how that, how that stemmed from what <laughs> case do you have? <laughs> yeah. Who would be the worst person to be stuck in an ele- elevator with? And then how about the best person to be stuck? Rather than name names, should we think about a personality trait that some that someone might show to be the worst person? I'm just trying to think about the box, like who you wouldn't really think of, but then you'd be like, oh, fuck, that would actually be awful. So someone like, someone that has really bad BO. <laughs> someone who panics. Like, imagine being stuck in with someone who panics, who's got like severe disorder of, of panicking, panicking and Claustrophobia, maybe. Yeah. What about someone who's really talkative? Be, because, I wouldn't like that personally. Because no, after about two and a half hours, like you might be having good chats, and then you, oh, just have a little, you know, little yeah. break. Maybe catch catch your breath. There's not much air in here, and then they just continue talking and just yeah. keep sucking the breath out of you. Yeah, that'd be a bit annoying. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> Best person though, someone that's less talkative. <laughs> someone cool, calm, collected. Maybe a person that works with elevators. <laughs> oh, that would be ideal, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. an elevator engineer. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate, what do you do? Oh, I'm an elevator engineer, yeah. Well, oh, you get the you... fuck out then, yeah. please. Yeah. yeah, no worries, we'll do. <laughs> that's like... <laughs> so that's perfect. I suppose, yeah, going back to the worst one, it would be like, you know, if we're talking about really worse, it would be the devil, you know, like a <laughs> like an yeah. axe murderer. Yeah, that would be... A rapist, you know. I'm talking... Who just loves elevators. <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be terrible. Yeah. I was watching Die Hard and being stuck in an elevator with John McClane, that would be pretty bad. Well, if I was a baddie. I'm not seen Die Hard so I'd... oh right okay sorry mate no worries I mean, don't really <laughs> slightly weird that you haven't seen that <laughs> getting around to it okay but no I think that an elevator I personally wouldn't love to be stuck in an elevator I don't have claustrophobia but small spaces aren't amazing mm. for a long period of time and I think at first it might be you know oh, a bit relaxing but if you it depends on the circumstance if someone's aware and you're communicating with someone and saying oh it'll be half an hour that's okay, but it's the idea that it could be, you know, 11.30 at night and no one's actually noticed, so you, you might yeah. be stuck in there for eight, nine hours. Yeah. How, how would you fare in that? I think I'd, I'd be pretty chill, I'm entirely honest with you. Mm. I'd just take it as it comes. I'd be like, surely someone knows what's happening. Someone is going to, if it is half 11 at night, I'd most probably, I don't know. You could wait it out. I reckon you yeah. could wait it out for eight hours and, and you've got quite a calm attitude where you, you'll still be quite positive that, Someone yeah. come along, and that you could survive for a fairly long time. I don't think I'd die in there, which is the main thing. I, I wonder think. how long it would take because obviously I'm thinking it would be to a die lack of, in there. Yeah, oh it would be God. a lack of oxygen first. No, I don't. I don't think that would be the problem. I think you'd you'd get you'd get oxygen through gaps. I don't think it's sealed like that. Oh right, okay. I, I'd imagine what would kill you is is lack of thirst. Yeah, no, <laughs> not lack of thirst. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lack of water. Okay. Um, dehydration would get you. So if you had a couple of bottles with you, then... Oh, mate, you're set for the long run. Yeah. You're, you're set. You yeah. might be tempted to get stuck in there yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did to escape society. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you make of escape rooms? Uh, I really enjoy them. I did one a couple of years back, I think. 
with the famo. There's six of us, so it's quite a, quite a lot of heads thinking at the same time, which could be pretty negative in some ways. I wonder if, because you're all, all the same family and genetically you're very similar, I wonder if that plays <laughs> a part in that you kind of guys kind of think the same. Yeah. So you, if you had like an external there who wasn't part of the family, yeah. like someone's partner, they might be a bit, you know, their thought process. Because yeah. that's, for me, that's what an escape room is. It's not your ability, it's not your intelligence or your creativity, really. It's just about the way you think yeah. and the way you approach something. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. There's always, I guess, like, you know, your your other family member's strengths and often weaknesses. Like my brother, he's he's very quiet, very, very shy guy, but he's extremely intelligent. So he's, he's good with the puzzles and stuff like that. Whereas my mum is more of a just a leader she would just shout in there and do it yeah. yeah she is like that drill sergeant who would just tell you what to do and where to go yeah you know each other's strengths but yeah you can definitely get someone outside the box and who, who can think differently but they're, they're fun they are good fun escape rooms and is it me or have they come out of nowhere in the last maybe seven eight years it's just i hadn't really heard of them growing up at all and then uh, they've, yeah, right. they've just popped up everywhere yeah yeah why do you think there's a market for them just fun and just generally fun People enjoy it. You work your brain. Bit of a um, challenge. I think with the whole, maybe it's, I don't it's like a, with games becoming more immersive, VR, uh, films becoming so much more immersive in cinemas. You can now live or, you know, do a scene potentially from, I know in, um, oh, where was it? I, I can't remember where it was exactly, but they, they recreated some escape rooms from famous films like Chain Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think it's in the US. There's a couple of videos I've watched. That's amazing. Yeah, so you can now, you know, do these escape rooms from films that you love. They're just, they're just fun and really, really uh, make, you, make you work for it as well, which is nice. Fairly easy to set up, to run, and to, to make money out of, I imagine, as well. I'd think so, yeah. I'd think so. Which do you prefer? Fall being autumn. Or spring? Spring. Just brighter, isn't it? Summer's on its way. End of winter. It's getting warmer. Colours are just nicer. Some people would argue that colours colors in autumn are some of the most beautiful with the uh, the way the leaves change. But I mean, I'd they agree are. with you, but it's it's a nice texture and yeah. feel at times in autumn, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I would, I would um, definitely say that the colours in autumn are, are beautiful, but I think spring when you've been used to winter for so long, once you first see the 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 greens and then the bright colours of the flowers start to come out, who, the, who, are, who am I? <laughs> it's it's really nice to see. You're getting immersed in the question. It's yeah, cool. it's good. <laughs> I actually had this chat, similar chat with someone a few weeks ago and talking about the best months of the year. Mm. And I put April, May, and debatably even June as some of the best months of the year. Yeah, I think April and May are fantastic months, and I, the reason why is I'm someone who. So we're actually recording this on the shortest day of the year. Ah, oh, so, so winter solstice. Isn't winter it? solstice. So for the next six months, every day gets lighter. Yeah. So it's just the I, I work off. I'm quite simple sometimes. I work off that idea, and that idea can just make me very happy. It's just think, oh, today's not been that good, but tomorrow there's more light. Yeah, you know, it's either going to be sunny earlier or sunny later. Yeah, and I don't know why that just really puts me in a good mood. I, I like the the idea, you know, in Britain where we have quite a working ethic, or even if you're not working and you're spending quite a lot of the day inside, you don't catch much sunlight. No, that's right. And it is a bit depressing around 4pm when, when it's dark. So mm. 
I like that idea. And April and May, I think the weather tends to be quite good. Funny enough, we actually have about four bank holiday days. We've mm-hmm. got Easter um, that hits us. Got I know quite a few birthdays in May. Yeah. There's just there's something about those two months. So I'd have to say hands down spring. And spring debatably starts in March, but for me, March is very cold still. I don't really yeah. have much of an affiliation with it. But yeah. as I say, spring gets a lot better. Yeah, Autumn's... Not the best. I mean, you have got the the, the exciting things like Halloween and, yeah. and bonfire night, but no, not too much else going on. I don't, I don't think so. September is a bit too early for them, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the end of it's summer, summer, isn't it? Um, it's kind of September's a like an academic year. It's like a new start, it's a yeah. fresh start, but at the same time, it feels like the end of like summer and yeah. holidays. Yeah. What do you make of winter and summer? Do you think you could pick a winner out of that? Definitely summer for me, or that'd be hands down. Summer would be ideal, but I I, I prefer the specifically in some of the the evenings oh. where it's just so nice, isn't it? To walk out and to to play oh, football in the park, lovely. At eight, o'clock. eight o'clock, it's lovely and hot. To go out in a t shirt oh, to the pub, yeah. yeah, can't do that in winter. No, there is those aspects of winter that in your head you think they're really nice, like the the having a fire in yeah. a cold evening or going out wrapped up warm but logistically it never quite lives up to it i mean after christmas we, we're just around christmas now but afterwards in january yeah logistically it's it's not that nice to be no. to be really cold and i think being really hot for some reason is a bit more because it never gets that hot here right so no. it's exactly yeah it's just pleasant mm. I can't believe we talk i never in this podcast i swore to myself i never talk about the weather that much so <laughs> There's, there's something about <laughs> yeah, just, we stuffed that. Yeah, yeah. just it, the the uselessness of talking. <laughs> How much percent of time you spend talking about it? Anyway, I think we'll move on to our final topic. Mm-hmm. If that floats your boat, absolutely. If you were a king or queen, what would your throne look like? Very odd. Oh my god, I've never thought about this before. I've Fun never even thought about being a king or queen, let alone having a throne. No. But I'd just have a little high chair, maybe. For like ultimate comfort. I'd most just ask for like a double bed. <laughs> As a throne. As a throne. You could yeah. have like a seated double bed. Maybe one of those double beds with the TV that comes out at the end. You know? Nice. Just oh you're the king, aren't you? You can do whatever you want. So uh, double bed. You wanna come speak to me? I'll be laying in my double bed, my duvet, watching the office most probably. So you're you're imagining that you're a king or queen in modern times. In mo- yeah, yeah. I mean, in the in the olden time, well, it would just be the Joker at the end of my bed, like, yeah. juggling. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, just constant juggling, twenty four seven around the clock, <laughs> and then so, get someone feeding you berries. Yeah. <laughs> what, in Greece now, so I'm a Greek king. Yeah. <laughs> do Greece even have a monarchy? I, don't know. <laughs> I think they do, don't they? I think so. <laughs> I'm not too familiar with the old kings and queens but i think that i mean when i think of a throne i think of game of thrones and mm. that whole kind of i mean it's, it looks very uncomfortable that crazy massive throne with swords coming out it's yeah. really cool yeah but i think i think i'm gonna echo the way your the way you process this question in terms of modern day and i'd have something similar to a dentist chair but more comfy nice I just like that, yeah. just the ability and i wouldn't even press it myself it'd be a command so it'd just be like hey chair up and it would just slowly go up yeah. So yeah. There, I'd be lying down a lot, but if someone needed to speak to me or if there was like someone trying to seize my village, yeah. <laughs> but, 
That's what she said. <laughs> then I'd press the button and then... Or, well, sorry, voice wait, so command we're, it. We're modern day. Who's season this village? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a day where... It's a modern day where I've got a, a voice command share. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anything can happen. Does it float? It can float. Yeah, it can so move. It, it can, fl- fl- like, it yeah, can fly. fly, fly right? <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, yeah, you've made me... Well, now I want one of those hospital beds. <laughs> yeah. That moved up and down. That's oh, a double bed. Yeah. <laughs> You're just laying there in a double bed. I'm floating about. I know whose kingdom I'd rather be in. <laughs> but yeah, I can't. There's not a lot you can do with that question necessarily, no. is there? That makes you think outside the box. That's good. Should we do one more? Because I feel like that was slightly. Uh, yeah, we can. Do, we can do one more. Be rude not to. Yeah, be rude not to, wouldn't it? What is a controversial opinion you have? <laughs> Maybe we should have stuck. Oh my god. Do you want me to kick things off? Yeah, you go ahead, mate. Yeah. The one of the controversial opinions that I might have is to do with and I mention it a lot, and it's based on what I read from the coddling of the American mind. Mm. So it's to do with that idea of not providing too much safety to kids. Mm-hmm. And I know it's weird because I've never had I haven't had a kid. And I don't fully understand the safety or the the feeling you have, the sick feeling you have when they go out for the first time. But it's the, in the book they mentioned gave so many examples of how how safetyism for kids is making it unhealthy, and they're going up into the world and they're you know they're going to uni and they're meeting a lot of challenges and they don't have to deal with that. So I think that's part of the reason that we've seen a rise in mental health. So I yeah. think allowing kids particularly in the UK from what I can see a bit more opportunity to go out and you know in some countries women mothers have been given a a, a sentence or arrested for letting their 10 year old ride the the subway Mm. whereas I think that should be very much up to the the parents so yeah I I guess it maybe it's not too controversial but to give it's the idea that you want to give kids more freedom and not constrict them to too many rules and in school, for example, yeah, as well. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of my. I haven't fully got the thought there, but I think that that would be a bit controversial, and that a lot of people would still want to provide their, their kids with safety and not let them go out and try and hide them from the the dangers of the world. But it seems to me that what doesn't kill you does make you stronger, especially yeah. when you're young. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm on the same line as you, actually, mate. With that. Um, even just the other night, my my mum was worried about my sister going out for a walk at about eight o'clock in a very rural, very safe part of the country, and uh, I I just argued that we're actually um, a lot safer than when we were when my mum was a girl, at same similar age, eighteen. She was like hitchhiking at her age uh, with people that she didn't know. Um, she was out all the time, not not even being able to contact her parents for days. This is what she is telling me. So I find it very funny that with the the, the usefulness of phones now, like my sister would have a phone to contact home if she needed to, and just with just with with our country being safer than it was when my mum was a kid, that. I I find it hard to think why my mum is so against my sisters going out. When she had the freedom. Yeah. 
more freedom and it was actually more it's way more dangerous yeah than for be either abducted or to be to be assaulted yeah. in any way it was it was this st- the stats show that it was more dangerous in the yeah. 70s and 80s but obviously there was more freedom then so yeah no exactly that but yeah so no i agree i agree with that and i can't remember if it was your book that you gave me or calling american mind that has the example of the american mum in new york who let her eight-year-old that's it, was, it. yeah uh, out on the subway to ride, you know, she but the way she did it, she went with him constantly and then gave him enough change one time and then just yeah. kind of experimented. One of the times she followed him. Yeah. And then this time she'd go out for, yeah, yeah. to ride the sub and then come back. And I think she, I think she posted that on a, so on the socials mm. because she was, she was aware and she could see how coddling her, her, her friends were on their child children and and she wanted to showcase that and unfortunately it got it got light to the police didn't it and yeah yeah and she was actually uh, framed in the media as being the world's worst mum <laughs> that's right yeah it's it's incredible but... yeah yeah I find I find that crazy um, and is there any other controversial opinion that... controversial opinions I'm not the biggest fan of the Marvel universe now that hurts bro. Yeah, I know. That's why I, I'm, I'm saying that in front of you, mate. I've I've tried. I, I've I've tried, like the countless times where I've I've heard you go on a rave about these films. Just recently, I tried to to do a Marvel marathon, or we just watched one film after the other in in order, uh, and we got like twelve films in, and I got bored. I I watched Endgame and um, Infinity War. I didn't I didn't find them incredible. And that's be- I think because obviously I didn't watch the films all in order because I have seen them most of them, so I did understand the film, but I didn't have that connection there. Watching the recent Spider Man, a lot of emotional things happening. That I didn't feel emotional at all. I wouldn't be too bothered if I if I didn't see a Marvel film again. So that's my controversial opinion. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that it's controversial in a sense that most people who like Marvel love Marvel. Mm. And then you've got quite a, you've got a fair amount of people that just maybe have seen a quite a few, never engaged with it kind of similar to yourself or have actually, you know, really made the effort to and still not found that yeah. connection. I can't, what's the word? I can't reciprocate with that because I've put one of the best films of all time as Avengers Infinity War I think the Marvel Universe is incredibly unique and well, particularly the Marvel, the, the 22 or 23 films now, whatever it is, that showcase, the introduce the universe. I think the Marvel have done a lot of other stuff which has been questionable or very, very simple, followed very straight lines and it's not been too interesting, very mm. formulaic. If we're just looking at this particular universe with, with Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Black Widow, just incredible. And it will go down as, I hope, one of the kind of best little franchises. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I can see how it isn't everyone's cup of tea. And it is formulaic in, in some aspects. That I mean, yeah. actually, that's that's one of the things that I noticed. I think that's why I got bored is that, especially for the first, those first like half of films that I watched, where it was Guardians of the Galaxy, a couple of Spider-Mans, what else was it, Iron Man's. All three Iron Man's Captain America. Captain oh the Captain America films. They all followed a very, very, very similar storyline. Like again, especially when I watched the film, the films like 
one night after the other. You could see it so easily. So it got very boring. It was very like started off slow, but I don't know, maybe something from the other film. And then something then something bad happens and then the hero rises and then something bad happens to the hero and then that's that's like a typical hero story. Yeah. And I and I found that with every single film that we watched for that first in order. So yeah, I didn't I didn't really resonate with it at that's all. Fair. I can definitely understand that. I think that it's it's very much like that. But for some reason, maybe it's because I was growing up watching a lot of it as mm. like middle middle young, uh, late teens that just love it, absolutely love it. But at the same token, Eternals came out, and I mentioned this to you: new universe, trying to introduce new characters. I've got no interest in it. I don't think I'm ready or particularly want to engage in another complete yeah. set of characters. I think I'm more interested in going down the independent line and and seeing more films from directors such as Paul Thomas Anderson mm-hmm. or Coen Brothers. Right. Something something a bit different. Yeah. Something that doesn't follow Coen Brothers they don't follow a particularly straightforward pattern. Yeah. In in terms of their their dialogue, the story, the way they introduce characters. So I mean Tarantino maybe as well, for yeah. example. So yeah. I think I'd be more interested in in exploring other aspects. You the I think one can have enough of Marvel. Mm-hmm. But there's a good place to end it. Disagreed, but in a positive way. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and I do recommend that you go see the new Spider-Man, if you haven't already. Yeah, me too. I would I would definitely recommend it. It's a good film. Lovely. Well, it's been a pleasure. How, how have you found this new kind of format of Topic Box? Oh, it's just it's really fun. Really fun. This did, uh, Have we always used that? No, this, no. This... So before Topic Box was very much, you write down the topics beforehand. Oh, and that's right, yeah. It was a bit more simplistic, whereas... This gives you really unusual things to you know to think about a phone case, yeah, or what throne you'd have as a king or queen. So yeah. it can really get a get your mind engaged in in random great, random topics. Great date idea, isn't it? Good point. Great Good point. date idea. Do you know what? If you're going on a first date anytime soon, just type in random topic generator and conversation starts. Ideal, really, isn't it? Fantastic. Yeah, cool. and then I mean, you'd be a bit you know unique if you turned up and just said, "Hang on, before we speak, love." Yeah, I've got this. Yeah. I want to get to know you in this way, and then she might think, "Oh, when on this, you know, this date, he was he was kind of cute." And there's his stuff. Yeah, got to find the date first. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for coming on, and uh, yeah, enjoy your trip back out to the Maldives. But thank you. Hope to have you back at a later date. Absolutely, pleasure.